plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to Locked On Cowboys. I'm your host, Drew Davidson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It is Wednesday, January 18th. The Cowboys, fresh off their postseason loss to the Green Bay Packers. Packers knocked them out of the playoffs 34-31 on Sunday afternoon. Uh, rough game, rough into the to what had been a great ride uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. And in today's episode, I'm going to touch on Jason Garrett and his coaching decisions. The spike, as Jerry Jones called it, hindsight in his uh, radio show the other day. Jason Garrett, uh, you know, I don't want to say he had a terrible game, but uh, certainly some very questionable decisions by Jason Garrett. Uh, And the most controversial was the spike. Uh, Jason Garrett and the Cowboys opted to spike the ball, clock the ball with 48 seconds left, uh, even though they had a timeout and they could have run a play from the Green Bay 40. Uh, This came on the heels. Uh, Dak Prescott hit Jason Witten for an 11-yard gain to get down to the 40, which is right on the brink of Dan Bailey's uh, field goal range. They, of course, clocked the ball uh, on second down, Dak hits uh, Cole Beasley for a seven-yard gain. And then uh, on third and three, uh, Dak tries to find Des Bryant, but that ball is batted down by uh, Packers linebacker Nick Perry. So uh, Dan Bailey ended up making the 52-yard field goal to tie the game at 31 apiece. Uh, but there was a lot of second-guessing as to whether Jason Garrett should have clocked the ball. Even Jerry Jones said... He, he thought twice about clocking the ball. Uh, and, and to me, in that situation, number one, you proved to <laughs> leave enough time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers to, to get the Packers in field goal range where they can win the game. Uh, granted, it took them converting a third and 20 to, to do it. Uh, but So you, you risk that, but you, know, you could have just had it run a quick five-yard hitch or, or – or, pretty much the play they ran to Cole. That was a seven-yard gain, get out of bounds, and then you're looking at maybe uh, 30, 35 seconds left. Uh, you know, you you still have a timeout. Maybe hand the ball off to Zeke on a second and short, see if he can pop something, and then uh, burn the timeout there, and let's say you can take a couple shots at the end zone if you don't get it. Uh, of course, you bring in your field goal unit at that time. But here is what Jason Garrett had to say and whether he had any second thoughts of going, uh, of spiking the ball late in the game. With that discipline, Larry, you go back to second guessing things from last night and you think about the, the spike on that final drive and whether you left that allowed too much time to jump on the clock to Aaron Rodgers. You second guess that at all? 
Well, again, the objective of that drive is to score a touchdown. Okay? We're not trying to kick a field goal there. We're trying to score a touchdown. And uh, one of the things that we try to do when we can is to keep a timeout in our back pocket. So when you have to kick a field goal, you have some freedom at the end of the drive to throw the ball anywhere to possibly run the ball. It's better to have a timeout than not to have a timeout. So once we got into that position, uh, we felt like the right thing to do on first down was to clock it. But our objective was not to position ourselves to get in the field goal range. Our objective with that much time on the clock and with the timeout was to go score a touchdown and end the game right there. Unfortunately, we weren't able to convert. Uh, in that third down situation, we had to kick the field goal. And uh, that's how that situation played out. But we were trying to score a touchdown in that situation. It's not just spike the ball or call the timeout. Is there a distance involved in the play that leads you to spike the ball in that situation to get guys back? I don't know if guys were running deep down the field and come back or where you let the spike in. I mean, could, could you not have run a play instead of either calling the timeout? Yeah, we could have. But typically, the, the, the play is probably going to take 10, 15 seconds longer. Uh, to run it there, and then you have a, a potential running clock after that. So in those situations, if you can, you can quiet everything down by saying, okay, let's take a breath. We're in a great position right now. Okay, this is how far we are away from kicking a field goal. These are the objectives we have going forward. This is the time we have on the clock. These are the timeouts we have. Let's go score a touchdown. That's what we're trying to do there. And uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to convert that third down situation. We did make enough on second down to put us in field goal range, and Dan was able to make the kick. How were you looking to do on that third and three, and what happened on that play? Yeah, I think we had a couple guys open. Uh, we had some options on both sides of the field. I think Dez went inside on the slant, and the ball simply was knocked down. He went through a similar disappointment in 07 as an assistant coach. Same kind of position, same outcome. How is it different as a head coach as you try to deal with it? You know, these situations are challenging. You know, when you get down to eight teams playing in the NFL, every team's good. Every team's well coached. Every team has a lot of good players. It's hard to win games in the NFL, week in and week out. So, so this idea that because of schemes, you're naturally going to win a game, you know, that's not how this game works. The team we lost yesterday has won eight straight games in the NFL. We got a quarterback who's going to go down as one of the all-time greats. Uh, we recognize the challenges coming into the ball game. We had a healthy respect for their football team. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, we didn't get the job done. And uh, we'll all get a chance to look back at it. We'll learn from the experience and we'll move forward. Uh, that's the nature of the NFL. It's hard to win ball games in the National Football League. It certainly isn't the play. When you look back on it, could you pinpoint a reason or two why you guys started off slower on offense than maybe you would have liked? Yeah, I just think if you look specifically at the drives early on in the ball game, I think we had nine drives in the game. And uh, we scored three touchdowns and kicked three field goals. So we scored on six out of the nine. We punted twice. For one interception. Uh, the early drives, if you look at them, we went down the field. Uh, the first one, uh, we got behind the chains on a sack, forced us to kick a field goal. On the second drive, again, we were down the field, running and throwing it. Uh, we had a big completion of Terrence Williams that came back on the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, uh, the illegal substitution that we had. So if you add the 22-yard gain and the 15-yard penalty, it's a 37-yard play. Uh, and then on the third drive, uh, I think we had a penalty that got us behind the chains. So again, we were working against the sticks. It was hard to stay in rhythm. Uh, but then if you look at the rest of the drives, we were able to move the ball and score points, score touchdowns, kick field goals, and really did what we wanted to do. Uh, you know, in a game like that, we had, ten, we, we had nine drives, they had ten. Every drive is critical. Every play within the drive is critical. When you get behind the chains on a couple of those drives, it's hard to overcome it, and you lose your scoring opportunity.
As you look at the third and 20 play, what was the breakdown? Was, was it allowing him to get out wide to start the play, or the, what happened to him? What happened on the back? Well, you certainly don't want to let him buy time out of space. Uh, he does that really, really well. Uh, the linemen do a good job helping him get there. And uh, so we don't want to allow that to happen. Uh, that was an objective going into the ball game. At times, we did a good job of that. Other times, we didn't. Uh, we played zone coverage in that situation. Uh, we really had the guys covered up pretty well. Uh, you know, Cook, the tight end, came in behind Byron Jones on the sidelines, and he just made a big-time throw and catch. And, you know, Byron was right there. Uh, he just missed uh, defending the play, and uh, you have to give them credit. It was a great play. Unfortunately, we didn't cover well enough. Okay, that was uh, Jason Garrett there, and clearly uh, he is defending his coaching decisions as he should. Uh, and you kind of heard him talk about everything from that last drive and kind of what broke down on that third and 20 to early in the game. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought to me they had a third and two on the first uh, possession, ended up throwing it trying to go deep to Dez, it was incomplete. Uh, to me, that's a situation where they kind of went against what they had been all season, which was a run-first, smash-mouth type team. Uh, in that situation, I thought clearly called for a smash-mouth play there. He handed off to Zeke and, and kind of imposed your physicalness. But, uh, you know, I understand the balance that Jason Garrett and Scott Winahan had to do between running, passing, wanting to keep – their defense guessing, but uh, that run D was nothing special. So, just uh, a few questionable decisions, you know, even the third and three on the final drive. Okay, you clock it on first down, you get seven. Then I think third and three, right not handed off to Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke was gashing him, you know, picking up good chunks of yardage. Uh, they're probably not expecting the run there. You got to time out, see if he can break something, and uh, if he does, then you, you know you burn your time out there and uh, take a couple shots of the end zone. Uh, so I, I just thought very odd, very un Cowboys esque, uh, especially concerning more so with how they started the season as opposed to uh, you, you know question the decisions. But in the end. Uh, stop at third and twenty. You know, don't let Brandon Cook or excuse me, Jared Cook and uh, Aaron Rodgers hook up for a thirty-six yard pass, get him in field goal range. But clearly, there's going to be a lot of second guessing here uh, these next couple weeks on kind of how the Cowboys handle the situation and everything like that. Uh, but that's my take on the controversial spike as well as some other uh, coaching decisions. But. Uh, just as a reminder, this is Locked On Cowboys. I'm going to try and come to you uh, fairly often throughout the offseason. I do have other duties at the Star Telegram, like covering NASCAR and, and college basketball and golf. So, uh, you know, I, I won't be able to do it every day, but uh, I will be trying to post at least a couple, two, three times a week. And uh, I'll try and get one up either later this week or early next week and kind of uh, recap the season, maybe do a little position-by-position breakdown and what the Cowboys need going into free agency, going into the draft. So it should be an entertaining offseason. Cowboys look like they're on the brink of uh, being something special. Just might need a pass rusher, might need a little help on the defense, especially with some of the cornerbacks 
and safeties up for free agency. So until next time, take care. This is Drew Davison. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.